from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. You know, there's a song out there, What a Strange Trip It's Been, or at least that's part of the song, Freak Nation. I don't even know if that's the name of the title, but it's already been a strange trip the first six days into 2023. And I'm still not used to saying 2023, Freak Nation. eight days, whatever we got going on here. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. 2023. It'll be December 31st, 2023, before we're finally getting it right. So come on, let's just face facts. All right. And we've got to, uh, Statman, I see your um, graphic of Speed Freaks 22. We need to change all of our graphics going into (laughs) 2023 because, damn it. Oh, yeah. uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we might as well put, you know, 22, 20 and 22 were special. If you're watching this on YouTube, and on Facebook Live, 20 and 22 for Speed Freaks was very special. We weren't able to really celebrate our 20th year because COVID decided to come in and rear its freaking ugly heads. So we said, let's take 21 off and then put 22 in there. <laughs> okay, so let's make 22 the one. Let's just start now uh-huh. and make 25. Just put 25 up there because that's the next milestone. And let's just take three years to celebrate 25. And you know, I, I, got, I got that uh, the one of the sweatshirts that you sent us i was wearing it to lunch one day last summer and and uh yeah 22 i looked at it and they said well this is dated so <laughs> you know i mean how did nobody's asked me what's the 22 mean but you know you gotta be you gotta be on top of it 25 might be the best the best plan of all of them crash and it's seriously just around the corner. The way our first 22 and a half years have flown, 25 is going to be here before we know it. So, yeah, let's just get ready. And I'm going to say this, Freak Nation. We didn't expect to be on at least the top of the show. We had a pre-tape or best of planned for the next two hours. We were going to come to you live again or, or for our first show in 2023 next weekend, post-2023 Chili Bowl. Uh, after the Tulsa Chili Bowl, the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl presented by our good friends at General Tire. 37th annual. Wow. Yeah, right. Whoa. Speaking of years. But something happened over the last 10 days that we felt like we needed to spend at least the first 40 minutes of this show discussing. Because a gentleman who has been a part of the Freak Nation, at least coming to the Freak Nation half a dozen times, and we've admi- admired his work and his progression through the automotive and motorsports business uh, almost as much as we've enjoyed recreating the madness that is speed freaks. And that's Ken block. The passing of Ken block hit all of us to where I was frankly in denial. The guy that's that's defied damn near as much as Travis Pastrana was killed in a snowmobile, snowmobile, snowmobile accident. 
And if there was anyone that's part of this show that could describe what Ken Block meant to the automotive and motorsports business better than Statman, uh, I don't know who is. Statman, you've got a couple of minutes before we got to resume with our affiliates. And again, we'll reset it again. You got you got about a minute, minute and a half to explain to the Freak Nation what Ken Blanc meant to uh, motorsports. The best thing about Ken Block is that motorsports is different. He mm-hmm. changed everything. Uh, when he was in the World Rally Championship, uh, Sebastian Loeb was in the middle of all of his nine in a row. And he had maybe 10 times the followers, maybe 15 times the followers of Sebastian Loeb. The World Rally Championship turned to him and started to copy what he was doing. And all of motorsports did the same thing. I wish Americans could have been a little more aware of what he has done for motorsport, how sponsors interacted with motorsports, how motorsports presented itself to its audience, how motorsports decided what its audience was. I wish that we had a better understanding that Ken Block was more than just a crazy guy who liked to slide around in cars. It was, uh, he he created a series, the Jim Connor video series. It's all right, Statman. Well, this is what we're going to do. It's tough to put Ken Block's career in about a 90-second no. soundbite. But let's uh-uh. do this. We're going to resume with our affiliates. By the way, Freak Nation, this is a big, fat radio show for 22 years, and we decided to put on video. So we're going to resume with some of our affiliates and get right back into our discussion about the passing of Ken Block. Coming up, Speed Freaks Pits, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, General Tires, for making this thing possible. Let me be the first freak to wish you a happy new year, Freak Nation. As I said at the top of the show, we intended to run a best of tonight, but the passing of Ken Block, a indeed a motorsports legend in his, frankly, short life, is 55 years, passed away recently, and we felt that we owed it to Ken Block and those that weren't familiar with Ken Block. We owed it to you to spend the first 40 minutes at the top of the show talking about Ken Block. We've got a 2007 interview that we did with Ken Block, maybe our first interview that we did we did with him after he won the 100 Acre Wood Rally. I think that's the first time I ever heard of the 100 Acre Wood, Wood, 100 Acre Wood yeah. Rally from Ken Block and Statman. No, and, no, 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 no. Statman it? had been telling us about it for years, but this is the first time we did an interview from that rally. So, yes. And you never, you never heard about Winnie the Pooh? That's, that's right. where the name came from. And that was the 100 Acre Wood was where Winnie the Pooh lived. <laughs> well, just so you know, Rally, Winnie the Pooh, and Missouri. Now, those are three things that go... <laughs> One, what's the what's the the, the 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 joke? One thing doesn't belong with the other, or what is it, Crasher? What doesn't belong? Which one of these is not like the other? All three of them: <laughs> Rally, Missouri, and Winnie the Pooh. Okay, valid. So, can you give me that? <laughs> 
and speed freaks. Yes. Uh, and, and speed right. freaks. And, and Statman so eloquently was trying to cram 55 years of Ken Block into about a 90-second soundbite. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to take a break here shortly and come back with our interview with Ken Block from 2007. I believe our first interview with him. He's been in the Freak Nation numerous times. There was one time we were trying to fill a seat, an interview seat. Statman sent Ken Block a text or called him and said, dude, can you be on at 720? Bam. Ken Block was calling in from some shop. Statman's done that with Travis Pastrana. Travis Pastrana was in a car traveling somewhere. And these guys that, again, are bigger than most motorsport stars on the planet, uh, drop whatever they're doing to come to the Freak Nation. And we owe it to Statman and his relationship with Rally. Uh, we'll be back with more Speed Freaks. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab a some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. It's edgy and downright offensive at times. So he wins my What an Idiot for the month of July. See the world of NASCAR through their eyes. Hey, it's TJ, Brett, and Freddie. Superstar guests and plenty of hot takes. And we are Door Bumper Clear. NASCAR hits Mad TV with Door Bumper Clear. Only on Mad TV, Motorsports Network. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-616-1031-800-616-1031-800-616-1031. That's 800-616-1031. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for making this thing possible. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com, a great website to check out to find the products to keep all of your rides, two-wheel to four-wheel, keep all of your rides fat and happy. Inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car, go to lucasoil.com. As I said at the top of the show, we intended for this show to be a best of. The majority of it is going to be a best of Speed Freaks over the last year. Well, I say the last of 2022. But with the passing of motorsports automotive legend Ken Block at a young age of 55 years old from a snowmobile accident recently, we felt that we needed to discuss really what he meant to motorsports and how he affected motorsports. We're going to relive a 2007, yep, almost 16 years ago, interview with Ken Block. And you think this is our first interview that we did with him? It sure, I, yes, it sure <laughs> okay. sounds like it. Well, then that just makes it even more special. Yeah, it, it sure sounds like it. And Statman, if this is from 2007, and we're just getting to know Ken Block around that time, or at least Kenny and myself were, would you say that, was this before he went into World Rally? Because he was doing the American Rally Cross, right? Was this before he went to World Rally? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the the. The great thing, Kenny and I have laughed about this. We all had a, uh, I'm going to take a minute here. Uh, we have a, a tape recorder that if you don't hit it right, it's not going to record properly. And I had on the side of some road somewhere, I don't know where it was. We had a spectacular conversation laughing about family and comparing notes. He's the father of daughters. I'm the father of a daughter. I think this you and Ken Block. Uh, yeah, this was before uh, Hindley, so Kenny <laughs> wasn't the father of a daughter yet. But it was a great conversation. I happened to glance down at the recorder, and it was still flashing at me, the red light. It wasn't recording. And I had hit it wrong, and it, you know, it never started recording. And I just, after 10 minutes, I just said, Ken, we got to stop. You know, I, I screwed up and with all of that. And he looked at me with a serious face. And he said, I thought I was working with a pro. (laughs) That has never left me. Whenever I I put the recorder in a drawer now, I don't even use it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just that one line. And he looked at me and I felt about what? About that small, you know? I said, I thought I was working with a pro. And uh, yeah. And it's, he, Another one of the first conversations I had with him, I remember this in Oregon. He uh, uh, told me the story that he was still kind of associated with DC Shoes, where the company he helped found. And uh, he was telling me that some of the guys that he sponsored in the skateboarding world who were going into X Games, that uh, they were against him going to the X Games because they were afraid that he would get a medal before they did. So he, they were. They were rooting against him uh, because they didn't want him to get a medal before they did. Well, could you reset? It was it was a few minutes ago. So I, I would love it if you could reset what you said so incredibly about Ken Block and to reset the whole moment of why we are coming on 
for a live segment for this show when we are all still on winter break. Motorsports has taken a massive hit over the last 30 days. It's We've lost six people. And the, I guess you could say... Okay, maybe Ken Block is the biggest. Ken Block was the biggest innovator and arguably just a man of so many talents. And we are coming on specifically to honor Ken Block because it was just a couple of days ago that we lost him. January so, 2nd. January 2nd, yes. Robbie Pierce, uh, off-roader, also part owner of Mastercraft Safety, Impact Safety. We lost him the very next day. Another stunning photographer. We lost then the very next day. It's been a tough 30 days for motorsports. But let's go back to Ken Block. I, I really would love to hear again your summary of Ken Block and what he meant to this world that we work in. Statman, start from the point where he started to make his mark with DC shoes. He 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 started that's that's why he the importance of DC shoes is why he always has 43 on the side of his car because D is the fourth letter of the alphabet and C is the third letter of the alphabet. And that has that importance to him. I mean, there may not have been a Ken block if there wasn't for DC shoes. He went to school to study graphic design and so forth. So yes, that DC shoes was his baby. It made him, extremely wealthy and uh and allowed him to really pursue his passion in motorsports he grew up watching the group b cars in the world rally championship and that's what he wanted to do and very few people get a chance to live their dream ken got a chance to live his dream uh and in so doing completely changed the world of motorsports, motorsports marketing. Before there were docu-series about Formula One, before there were docu-series in IndyCar, whatever it ends up being, before there were docu-series in NASCAR, there was Jim Connor. And Ken was so clear in his vision of uh, uh, Jim Connor that he went to Subaru, who was a sponsor at the time, and a tire company that was his sponsor at the time, and said, I want to do this video at a, a an abandoned Air Force base in uh, Southern California. And they didn't understand. They said, well, what is it, a commercial? Is it a film? And he said, no, it's this, it's this video to take advantage of social media. And they said, well, we don't want to do that. Now, thankfully, it was Ken Block and not me, who said, if you don't want to do it, screw you. I'll find somebody else to do it. <laughs> he went and used the Subaru and used their tires, put their name on the car, and he went out and did Jim Connor one. And he had, uh, in the first week, he had 9 million views on YouTube. Nobody had done that. And it, boom, changed the way marketing is done in motorsports. And now some companies will get involved in motorsports if you have a large super uh, social media presence because you can get more people watching your social media presentation than you can if you were on network television. So, yes, he changed the entire way motorsports is presented to people. He changed the way people think about motorsports. He uh, I asked him once at a drift event in Long Beach, why aren't you out there? He said, that doesn't interest me. The competition wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted to 
compete against himself and make the cars do things that nobody has seen before. And uh, he did that and did it as well or better than anyone has ever done it. And he will be the yardstick that people mm -hmm. use going into the future. That's, that's fascinating to me that you say, and it, it's absolutely true. Social media marketing changed in sports. I'm going to go beyond just motorsports because of Ken Block. Yep. That's amazing. And he, he pulled all this off. And this is the thing that people don't understand about Ken. He is the, he is an incredible father. He loves his family more. He takes his family. He now his wife and one of his daughters is involved in the motorsports world yeah. and he's involved in. They race with him on some of the roads in the American Rally Championship. So, yes, he's an incredible father. I've seen him stop a debrief with his crew chief at a rally that he had just taken over the uh, leadership in going into the final uh, leg of stages, stop, take, pick up his daughter, interact with her, hold his daughter for the rest of the debrief. And the daughter sat there and said, yeah, this is my dad. And if you don't like it, you know, that deal with me, not just him. It, it, he, he was, he changed the paradigm. He was a he changed the yardstick for uh, people in motorsports. So I want to, I want to read something real quick before we get to our first interview with Ken Block. Mm -hmm. that, and again, we would not know Ari Vatanen had it not been for Statman mm -hmm. when we were helping the Dakar rally kickoff in what, between 2004 and 2005. And we met Ari Vatanen in Barcelona outside an elevator. <laughs> it was just, I mean, We've had some incredible moments because of Statman, but Ari Vatanen, I think, summed things up so greatly and so succinctly on his Facebook page. So I'm just going to read this. He said, Ken, quote, go fast, risk everything, unquote, was your slogan. There is no progress in life without risks. You push the limits to the heights nobody imagined. Gravity did not seem to hold you down. You showed us that impossible is possible. You changed the car culture. You gave us wings for our dreams. You left a trace in our hearts. You did it with a smile. Thank you, Ken. You are now in the eternal light. I think that's pretty freaking cool. Statman, 30 seconds. Ari Vatanen. Huh. <laughs> Vatanen, a world champion in rallying, going up the hill at Pikes Peak, and part of the European Parliament. What can I say? Boom. <laughs> Freak Nation, 2007, with Ken Block after he won the 100-acre wood rally. And again, pardon our interviewing skills for this. 2007. Now in the Speed Freaks pits, we Damn go to it. Cup to some guys running in the woods. Would you please welcome 100-acre wood rally winner. Met this guy at Anaheim for one of the Supercrosses with Statman. Your winner from the 100-acre wood rally, Ken Block. What's up there, KB? <laughs> to survive uh, some bad flights and lost luggage tonight. Not, not too much fun, but I uh, had a good weekend. Hey, Ken, Ken, oh, Ken how many radio stations or TV stations are calling you up to spend five, ten minutes on the radio show to talk about what happened in the 100 acres? Oh, I mean, hundreds. I would think so. <laughs> well, when you talk about a stat man was out there and you talk about running rallies in Missouri, sometimes those words just don't, just don't mix unless it's you're chasing moonshine through some of the hills of Missouri and so forth. Was it was running this race similar to what, let's say, people that are, are familiar with rallies, whether it's the Rim of the World or up in Portland? 
Was it similar to that? Uh, yeah, it's actually uh, uh, incredible roads out there. It's it's my favorite event I've wanted two years in a row. So, uh, you know, it's the middle of nowhere. Obviously, that's where rally sometimes fits the best. And I, you know, had a good time. Hey, Ken, this is Crash Gladys. And I have to ask you where you guys were in Missouri. I think it was Salem. There was a no open container law. So you could not spray champagne on the podium. You actually had to spray apple juice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I mean, they 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 still believe in smoking inside restaurants, and but you can't have an open champagne bottle when you win a race on the street. Oh, not fair! Could you at least drink champagne in your own hospitality afterward? Uh, of course. Oh. No, no, no. I got no way. Wait a minute. This is lug nuts. Are you are you saying to, to telling us that if you would have cracked open a bottle of like the most rancid cold duck and just sprayed it all over, they would have given you a ticket or arrested you? Potentially, yes. So, uh, you know, apparently the organizers weren't willing to have us arrested, so they gave us non-alcoholic sparkling <laughs> So, Ken Block, you, you ran, you smoked everybody in the woods in Missouri this week. Smoking is allowed, by the yeah, way. Smoking is allowed, yeah. <laughs> but but what, you, uh, what you also did, you smoked everybody when you took your rally car and jumped it, what, 171 feet, a world record for a rally car jump? <laughs> yeah, well, it's actually, it's, it's not officially, uh, well, I guess it's officially the recorded world record, but there's a couple guys that there's actually video evidence of that have jumped a little bit further that in actual rallies. My goal wasn't actually to make a world record. I was actually trying to just see how big we could actually jump a rally car because I grew up riding and racing dirt bikes just at an amateur level, so I've always really enjoyed jumping my dirt bike, and I just wanted to sort of apply the the, the angles and dimensions from a dirt bike jump and actually do it with a rally car. Is there so. really any comparison? Uh, there, it is somewhat. Like I, I, We just can't do it as steep. I had to do some lower angles than what uh, like a Supercross triple would be, but yeah, I mean... I, <laughs> Biggest, the biggest I'd ever jumped my dirt bike was like 120 feet, so I ended up, you know, jumping a lot further than that in my car. But it, it, it worked, you know, the the physical physical calculations worked out the same as what you do with a dirt bike. Ken Block, hundred acre wood rally winner here in the Speed Freaks pits. Go ahead, Lug. When you started to mention Supercross Triple and stuff, I can't help think you maybe got that little reference there from a, a guy who's coming into your sport that is going to help bring a whole lot of new viewers to it. I'm talking about Travis Pastrana. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Travis is a big influence on, uh, you know, what we do with the team and, you know, and with my company, DC, and uh, it, he's a great teammate, and uh, it was a, a great pleasure racing with him and having him a little frustrated this past week, and he usually has me frustrated, so it was kind of <laughs> good good to have the tables turned this weekend. Now, there's also something that's coming up. Uh, is it next week or the week after where you and Travis had your cars from Mexico there in Missouri, and you're going to uh, the rally, World Rally uh, Production World Rally Championship event in uh, Mexico. Is it next weekend, the weekend after? Uh, it's actually the weekend after. We we go down there this weekend to do some testing and recce and get ready for it, but it starts uh, a week from this Friday. 
So the 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 one crazy thing that you mentioned DC DC shoes. You were one of the founders of DC shoes, and you are working with the uh, a lot of the athletes at DC shoe sponsors. And we had a little conversation this week that uh, the details of which we'll we'll ignore. But you uh, told me an interesting story about one of the, uh, the guys that you sponsor. Uh, Told said told you that he wouldn't speak to you if you got an X Games medal before him, and then you went out and did that at the X Games last summer. You got a bronze medal in rally car. Yep, uh, hey, that was one of the better moments of my life. You know, actually going from the guy behind the scenes to actually being in the in a competition like that, such as the X Games. And yeah, that was uh my buddy Jason Ellis that skated for us for a long time and he was just so pissed that I was actually gonna be in the X Games and potential to medal. He just said, No way, if you if you do this I'm not speaking to you So I think it, I think that lasted for two or three months where he just wouldn't talk to me. But we're we're back to being friends now. Kid Block, where can more people find out about uh this rally and rallies coming up here in North America? Uh, that would be rallyamerica.com. Rally America is a sanctioning body for the series here in America. See, any way the Freak Nation can pimp it, that's what we're talking about, Blocky. <laughs> just go to Ken's website, ken-block.com. You've got some good photos on there and some good bio and all that. Yeah, and there's a little video from that uh, stunt junkie jump, too. Nice. Stunt junkie. Ken yeah. Block looking for his luggage. KB, thanks for coming to the Freak Nation, buddy. Yeah, appreciate the call. Hope you find your luggage. See you, man. <laughs> Thanks. Just, Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. No. That, wow. Thank goodness we've grown up. <laughs> blocky. <laughs> yeah. Did you call him Blocky with yeah. his permission? <laughs> Whoa. But that's that's cool. What, what do you say with Jason Ellis? Yeah. Stepman, you were just referring to that a few minutes ago. So you know, you we talked about it before. Uh, before maybe months before. I remember talking to him in a was in a, a trailer at in Oregon where we talked about that. So yeah, I mean it just I don't know. Ken Ken changed the paradigm and it's, it'll not be the same. And if you try to do it the way it was done before Ken came on the scene, if you try to do that now, you're gonna lose dramatically. Ken Block, fifty-five years young, gone. More freaks next i've been doing this a long time more than 23 years in speed freaks and more than 50 years in motorsports in general lost a lot of people in that time friends people i've admired people i looked up to but losing ken block this week is something that's going to hit me or has hit me a little differently he checked a lot of boxes to show you how important he was in the world, the World Rally Championship, where he raced a couple of years, they're going to retire his 43 number for this season, for the 2023 season. That's how much people looked up to him. He changed the paradigm in motorsports, and you can't ask for anything different than that when you change the world that you moved in. But Ken was bigger than that. We once had a conversation about family and daughters and so forth. He told me that when he looked in the mirror, he saw more than the businessman. He saw more than the husband and the, he saw all of it. 
And a lot of people in motorsports can't say that. They're drivers, they're promoters. They don't make room for family. And Ken, that wasn't Ken Block. Ken Block made room for family. And maybe that was his success in the bigger picture. We're gonna miss Ken. I'm gonna miss picking up the phone and calling him and talking to him. I'm gonna miss the fact that he's out there changing the sport that I'm involved in. Miss you, partner. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, it's a new year. Why not start out on a new set of general tires? Pickup truck, SUV, minivan, I don't care what you got. Man, General Tire has the tire for your ride. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire link and logo, and bam, it'll take you right to the website. Oh, go to Gen- or go to generaltire.com. we got about two and a half, three minutes here uh, before we got to go to break. And, and real quick, Freak Nation, we didn't intend to do the first. We intended for this entire show to be a best of and come back to you live next weekend, but we felt we owed it to Ken Block. Uh, and his legacy, at least for the first 40 minutes, we'll get back into our best of coming up. And I think but hold a- on a second. We we owe it to the whole motorsports community. Like I said earlier, it's been a very tough 30 days. It's been a tough mm-hmm. month. We've lost five or six people, and they've all been amazing influences mm-hmm. on the sport, starting off with Greg Cazzo with Lucas Oil and Mav TV, always the brightest light in the room. Andy Halberry, who wrote for Racer Magazine, Autosport, just an incredible man with so many stories in motorsport. And then Ken Block just completely shocked us. Tough one. Freak Nation, uh, we're going to get back to to our best of. uh, Coming up next, and again, we're in 2023. We'll be back live coming up next week after the Lucas Oil Chili Chili Bowl presented by our good friends at General Tire. Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. It's edgy and downright offensive at times. So he wins my what an idiot for the month of July. See the world of NASCAR through their eyes. Hey, it's TJ, Brett, and Freddie. Superstar guests and plenty of hot takes. And we are door bumper clear. NASCAR hits Mad TV with door bumper clear. Only on Mad TV, Motorsports Network. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. 
The annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800 273 7075. 800 273 7075. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. It's an encore for you, Freak Nation, from Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years of doing this thing, and this is the first time Ryan Priest has joined us here in the Freak Nation, and it takes Ryan Priest joining up with a Freak Nation fave, Tony Stewart, Smoke Stewart Haas Racing, for the Cup season, and the number 41 next year for 2023, and Priest, so much to your backstory, man, is bonkers. We had no idea that you were in the simulator 24-7 helping out other Stuart Haas racing drivers. We know of your tenure in Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, some cup races. How did this come about? Were you kicking ass on the sim? And they said, man, we got to get your ass in the 41? Man, I did a great job. I smoked everybody in the simulator. You wouldn't <laughs> even believe. But um, now, nah, to be honest with you, that was just – that was part of it. That was uh, kind of getting my foot in the door. But believe it or not, I, I feel like I'm pretty good at, at real-life racing, you know, when it comes to uh, – whether it comes to Xfinity cars, trucks, modifieds, uh, late models, whatever it may be, um, I've been successful at it. So, uh, but yeah, mainly, mainly this year, I gotta say, I have a lot of experience in the simulator. Ryan Priest joining us here in the Freak Nation. In case you haven't seen it or heard about it, Freak Nation, he's taken over the 41 from Cole Custer in the Cup Series with Stuart Haas Racing joining us here in the Freak Nation. Did you have an inclination? a couple of months, a month ago, a week ago, that this was going to happen? And was that the whole reason why you spent so much time in the sim was to prove your wares that you deserve a cup ride, Ryan? Well, it all started. I, I didn't have any any idea of, of what my career path was going to be after November of last year. Um, you know, I ran full-time for JTG for three years, and and we were parting away. They were shutting down the 37, and I, I just – there was there was other opportunities that to go out there and, and be a part of the show but 
my my goal as a race car driver is to win races and, and to put myself in the best position to do that. So wasn't really sure. And the opportunity came about to, to run part time in Xfinity Truck Cup and as well as do simulator work for SHR and Ford Performance. So I, uh, I took that opportunity and, and continued to do that throughout the year. We we did win at Nashville. But man, I, I to be honest with you. <laughs> I really didn't know if this was this was all really going to happen. I mean, really, until I signed the contract last night or even this morning. To be honest with you. So it's uh, it was a it was a very very sudden thing, and things moved really quickly. But I'm thankful that to have guys like Tony and Kevin and and you know, believe it or not, Greg Zipidelli, who's who who runs runs basically the show for them. Um, He's from Berlin, Connecticut, and so am I. There's a lot of things that we can talk about from a local standpoint, and and I have a lot of respect for everybody at SHR. It's it's a it's a race team full of racers, and I've been lucky enough to already been been a part of the process and and been around the shop for the past year and gotten to know a lot of those guys. And and one of those guys happens to be a local modified legend, Reggie Ruggiero. He's a he's a fa- really good fabricator himself, and you know he was just telling me he's pretty much keeping me level oh you know you gotta love it when people try to call you but um (laughs) yeah so but yeah no it's it's been a it's been a a lot it's been great to be a part of so far ryan in your role of course ryan priest newly minted in the number 41 for the 2023 cup season with stewart haas racing in your role this past year who did you have the greatest communication with? Because what you were doing was crucial to what the guys would then experience on the track. And when they would have issues, as we saw with, with Kevin Harvick and some of the other guys, then it would come back to you to help them in alleviate some of those problems. I mean, you could only go so far as far as the alleviations, but how, who was the best person that you could communicate with in order to keep everything on track for Stuart Haas this year? Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin's somebody that, um, you know, I've had that relationship with and, and, uh, there was, there was a team that was pretty much dedicated to the simulator. So there was a lot of communication from there and we were also, or I was all, yeah, our team was a part of those conversations every week on Tuesday's post-race, uh, how, how off could the simulator be? What could be better? Kind of, kind of trending in those areas so we can go to work on that. And I felt like there was a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of parts and pieces uh, that go into the sim work, like tire modeling or aero model, and different, different, um, like a variety of choices for them. And we started narrowing in on what seemed to be the best, and we just worked on that throughout the year and and got it closer and closer each and every week. Do you think, Ryan, that because of being so micro focused on this next gen car this past year, that you have a leg up versus any other cup? opportunities you've had in the past you have a leg up now in 2023 well i definitely think there there's a lot to, to, to talk about when it comes to tools as a race car driver and and one of those tools is having having the support from an oem like ford and and uh being having the ability to go to the simulator or, or be you know all the tools that i've seen um that I've been around this past year have have just allowed me to do what I feel is a better job as a race car driver. And, um, so yeah, I feel like I definitely have a leg up going into, into next year. 
Wow. Ryan Priest, you see that blue oval on his shirt. He's going to uh, Stuart Haas Racing, the number 41. Just signed the contract early this morning, late last night, whenever it was. Uh, Ryan, you worked a lot on the simulator like we've been talking about. What'd you find out about this next-gen car that uh, solved some of the problems that everybody else has been complaining about? Well, we're, we're continuing to work through those things. But what I will say to you is, is that, um, you know, the, the old cars used to be on the ground. They were on the earth. We're talking thousands of an inch off, off, off the ground where now we have rub blocks. We have uh, shock limiters that only, that only allow us to travel so far. And when you're going 180 miles an hour and your car's still basically like an inch off the ground, it just creates a whole lot of different uh, handling issues. And uh, so we're just working through, through some of those things. Wow. You stopped right there, dude. You must have gotten in charge. So you were on the way to giving us too much information. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you get away with that. That's why. You like how I cut it right there? Yeah, man. I you like, know what? The racer, the racer in me, I like to get into, you know, get into a lot of depth and, and of those things. But I also understand there's, you got to withhold some things, right? I'll keep no. you guys Ryan, that's more than fair partner. I was just wondering how long you were going to go on this off ramp and we were going to get down to the stop sign, you know, and we yeah. evidently we did. Uh, we hit it hard. Yeah, just like hard. My, my wife is driving when she's getting to a stop sign. She doesn't gradually hit the brake pedal. She slams on it. I don't yeah. I, And I'm wondering if we're just going to go through it or not. You know, it's, it's kind of a guessing game every time we go to a stop sign. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a different question altogether. Uh, you had some experience in the NASCAR Wayland Modified Series. I went through a period of time when I thought about maybe getting a modified car, and then I took two aspirin and slept it off. What is it about the uh, Modified Series that a lot of drivers go through it, and they like it, and it's the Destination Series for some pretty good drivers? Yeah, so it's just – I'm from Connecticut and the wheel and modified tour, uh, is, is based off based out of new England and the East coast. So it was just Stafford motor speedway, Thompson speedway, Riverhead, all places where I'm a champion. Uh, they were all within an hour and a half of my house. So it was just convenience more than anything. And, and, um, I mean, when you look at a modified, it's just a badass race car. So, uh, I mean, why wouldn't you want to drive it? Yeah, exactly. I have a cousin who does television work for uh, some for Stafford and Thompson. He talks about going there all the time. I don't know if you know uh, uh, Mark Chavis, but uh, yeah, I mean he's a he's done a lot and he's talked about a lot of drivers there and the success they've had and how much he loves it. The, the modifieds, the super modifieds in particular in New England, yeah. they have the floppy wing uh, an arrow wing. That mm -hmm. is. I love those cars. It's stunning. It's like stupid how fast they are. I, did you ever drive one of those? I actually have. I did drive. Uh, I practiced a super modified one time. And man, it was, uh, it's one of those race cars kind of similar to when, what they say when a USAC midget is, is really hooked up when the right front is hiking the wheel off the ground down the straightaway. Uh, that's what that was doing in that super mod. So it was a little different, but man, they are fast. 
Yeah. And, and, and there's no um, sim for those, is there? I mean, especially with the <laughs> engine flopped over and you sit straddling the, the, the drive shaft almost. It's an incredible car. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, – I mean, I don't think I could duplicate uh, something like that. But I would imagine if you were going to do something crazy, it would have to be like some old school go-kart where your head used to stick out. Then you have to put some sort of wing on top of it because that's what it would feel like. Just get the goddamn dryer and let the, let the dryer roll you around a few times, Priest. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we could do that too. Right? That would that, be right, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Priest taking over that 41 for Stuart Haas Racing in 2023. You brought up Stafford. You brought up your wife. And earlier in this interview, you said, when we were talking about the sim, of course, you said, you know, I'm a pretty damn good race car driver, you know, a regular race car driver, too. Would your wife say that? I want to know how competitive you guys are. You met at Stafford. You raced against each other. Would she say the same thing? Yeah, you definitely did your research here, because this is a question that I don't get asked often. But when I do, um, she's very competitive. And I actually raced against her. Her, her, She was a rookie of the year in the modifieds. And and uh, there was a there was a few arguments on the way home. But um, I'm going to speak for her, and I think she'd say I'm a pretty good race car driver. Can you turn the phone to her and see <laughs> yeah. her head? Is she saying yeah. yes or no? Is she right there? Uh, no, she's not here. Okay. <laughs> no, he could say that. Are you kidding? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Now, hold on. Your story is just fantastic, though, on how you bet on yourself. Gosh, what are we talking now? Five, six years ago, you mortgaged your house in order to get a ride with Joe Gibbs racing at the time. Was she with you during that? Because talk about stress in a marriage. Holy uh, well, she didn't really know. So that was great to find out when that was in the article the other day. But um, no, she knew. She, oh. knew um, she knew in the sense of the risk that I took financially to, to get that opportunity. But it all paid out now, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it, we went from, you know, we have our house and land, we have horses, which she's always loved animals, which a lot of our animals are rescues, believe it or not. But we were in a small condo in Broadbrook, Connecticut. So it's uh, it's all worked out now. And I'm sure you guys have similar stories of if if you don't if you aren't willing to risk, risk something, then it usually doesn't pay off or you don't end up where you want to be. And I've never been. um never really been somebody that isn't willing, you know, I'm willing to risk whatever it takes to, to succeed and, and accomplish the goals that I've always wanted to accomplish. When no you did, wonder when, you're when, with Tony Stewart. When you did nice. mortgage the house, was it tough to look at your bank account? Because there might be a single digit, a $5 bill or $2 in that bank account. I got to be honest with you. Uh, the credit cards, the couple credit cards were in debt for quite a while. And I did, did there was another thing to that story if you find uh the practice from iowa i i had uh wore out shoes that had holes in them and they wouldn't let me practice so i actually earlier in that week i had to go buy some shoes which i used my wife's credit card for at the time so there there's a lot more to this story than most people will probably ever know but that's what's also made my wife and i so strong and and who we are as people holy smokes any children <laughs> Well, we went. Don't you dare ask the kids question. Any children? Yeah. Priest. We have a lot of animals. I can tell you that. We got, I don't, I'm not even going to start listing off all the animals, but my wife, she loves them. And, you know, anytime she sees these rescue 
uh, rescue posts on Facebook. I keep telling her to stop following them because we keep on mm -hmm. adding them. But um, <laughs> that's, that's basically like our kids. Well, uh, Ryan, thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. More. Good luck, man. Thank you. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. I'll say it again, Freak Nation, lucasoil.com, a great website to check out. In your free time, line of products to keep your engine inside your car, outside your car, pretty fat and happy. Go to lucasoil.com. Coming up next hour, Kelly Crandall, racer.com, uh, racer magazine. Great follow on Twitter, your NASCAR insider. She'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series pilot and part-time truck series driver, Horrible accident in Talladega, Crasher, Gosh. in the truck. Was it Dega? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll be joining us next hour. Also, your stat man, Scat. And again, I I, I'm, I don't know, Stat. I uh, During the break, I went back to my medicine cabinet, tried to find something for you to to uh, pull you out of these F1 doldrums, my friend. I don't know, <laughs> other than uh, about uh, 16 ounces of Hennessy, that's all it's going to take to get you out of these doldrums, buddy. Yeah, Dr. Pepper will work. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Forgot about old DP. A Dr. Pepper drip, that'll get me worked out. You know, if Dr. Pepper wasn't so bad for my freaking kidneys, it'd be my drink of choice 24-7. It does it. taste good. It <laughs> is. Remember when Mr. Pip, ah, oh, we're going to get into it. We're, we're, listen, <laughs> Coca-Cola's, is Mr. Pip still around? It used to be at some fast food places when I went to those. Yeah, let's get into that and tab. Holy smokes. No, tab, no. Uh, no. Freak Nation, again, a big second hour with the freaks. Be sure you stick around right. with the Lucas. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up next hour, Kelly Crandall and Jordan Anderson here at Speed Freaks Bits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. <laughs> from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Happy holidays, Freak Nation. Thanks for listening to the best of Speed Freaks. Freak Nation. This hour, a very special second hour of Speed Freaks. Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series team owner with Myatt Smider and a part-time truck series driver. He'll be joining us this hour. You may remember his accident where he caught on fire. His truck caught on fire. And as he's headed to the wall, he's climbing out of the car. So Jordan Anderson will join us this hour. Also, great interview with Kelly Crandall. We've, we met her for the first time met her for the first time after reading her work and knowing who she is for a year. And finally, we get her in the Freak Nation. She's with Racer, racer.com. Great insight to NASCAR. Great follow on Twitter. If you're a NASCAR fan, a motorsports fan, be sure to follow Kelly Crandall. She'll be joining us at 12 past the hour. 
You got your stat man scat. Be sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Are you okay though? Instagram. Both of you guys, I should ask you this. Right. Are either one of you guys okay that Kelly Crandall is a Steelers fan? Yeah, because they're trash this year. Like, oh, okay. Okay. they suck. If you, Mr. Cowboys fan, can't yeah. stand the Steelers. That man, Mr. Brown slash Bengals fan, can't stand the Steelers. So, okay, I'm good with that. All right, she's yeah. loud. I mean, she's got she's got skeletons in her closet. Oh no! Oh, oh yeah, Freak Nation. Be sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And hello to all you watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live on Worldwide Technology Raceways Facebook page. You've got. Mav TV, Lucas Oil, Speed Freaks Facebook page, and of course YouTube. How you guys doing, man? And you look at the 2022 motorsports season. Uh, Formula One wrapped up this weekend at Abu Dhabi, but the championship clinched. Uh, Verstappen clinched it. How many races ago, Stat? Four? Wow. 17 or 18, wasn't it? Last March or May, somewhere around there. Yeah, he clinched 2022 at the end of 2021. Yeah, I mean, they, the way they gave him 2021, he might as well have clinched the next two or three. And before you know it, that, what, second weekend of January, we'll be into the 2023 Supercross season. And Chili Bowl. They both start that that weekend. That's no. Insane. Yeah. Do they? I believe. The car, the car is in there somewhere, Oh, too. yeah. That car rally. Yeah, before you know it, man, we'll be right back into 2023. And, and again, if you're covering NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, th- those seasons begin and end at certain times. But, damn it, if you're co- covering all motorsports, it's, <laughs> it starts the first week of January and then ends damn near the last weekend of November for well, us. December's not a month off either. We do have the PRI show, which will provide a slew of interviews and driver Jeez. announcements and sponsor announcements. And yeah. So, and the, and the very few things beat Anaheim one. Yeah. Supercross. Yep. I mean, that was, that was more than welcome. And that, that was a crazy weekend. I loved Anaheim one. That's a great point yes. because we're, Again, cooped up for a few weeks, and then, bam, you blow it out with Anaheim 1, with a sold-out stadium, and with a production that Feld Motorsports provides for Supercross. That's right, Stat. That's a it's a great feeling to have. Like, the first motorsports event that I'm going to have is going to be Supercross. And we're up there. We were up there with the VIPs where who knows we were going to see up there in the VIP area. Yeah, and also, I remember being up there when they had uh, – that uh, New England Patriots and who was it? The Raiders, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. that, what was that penalty that wasn't called on uh, Brady on Brady? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We were up there for that. That's true. There's always a, a, either an NFC or AFC championship game or something going on that Saturday night. Well, that's Anaheim two, usually the championship games. Uh, and okay. uh, Brian heard it. <laughs> Paying off his bet, showing his shit bald head to the stat man. Yeah, I mean those were always good. Those were always good weekends. The tuck yes. rule. The tuck rule. The That's tuck what you're thinking rule. of. Yeah, exactly. All right, Freak Nation, coming up. Uh, Kelly Crandall with Racer Racer.com. She'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, 
Jordan Anderson, Xfinity Series team owner and part-time NASCAR Truck Series driver. He'll be joining us here in the Big Nation. But we're going to bring in another round of affiliates and get right back at it for this big, fat radio show on YouTube and Facebook. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Welcoming in at the Sports Map Radio Network for the second hour. How you doing, buddies? Crasher, that man, Kenny Sargent. Suave. We haven't talked about Suave. Suave taking uh, four or five days off. I thought it was because he's camping out in different regions of the country trying to get Swifty tickets. He's trying to uh, get the Rams' terrible season squared away in his mind. He had other things planned for the Rams' season. True. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and hello to you guys watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live on many pages, and of course on Twitch. And he's also vibing and dancing to the (laughs) ring. Well, he is in Las Vegas, by the way. He caught a a Phoenix Coyotes Knights game. Arizona Coyotes. What did I say? Wow. Arizona Suns. A long time ago. Phoenix Cardinals. There you go. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! I did teach him how to play craps, and he knows he knows to roll up the table and just go six eight nine six eight nine. You tried to teach me too. Oh <laughs> well. Until your freaking rent rent money was taken away in about yeah. matter thirteen seconds. Exactly. <laughs> that man reached over there and said, "Give me that." Yeah. And you could win mon- a lot of money fast, but like stats. You could lose a lot of money quicker. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it comes and goes pretty quick. Pretty quick. Oh, it sure does. Whoa. Crash, you ever tried to play craps? Yes, with you, and I mm. still couldn't grasp it. I like watching when it's a fun, hot table, but yeah, forget it. It is. It's it, Losing in anything sucks, <laughs> yes. but losing in craps is double suck. But winning is... Triple awesome badassery. Yeah, okay. It's greatness. Yeah, okay. I'm not advocating gambling, although I do gamble. I don't know what that means. Uh, All right. uh, We're going to get right back at it with Kelly Crandall from RacerRacer.com. Coming up next here in the Big Nation. Sports Radio, redefined. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America.
We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half million dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now, you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-948-1659. That's 800-948-1659. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years of doing this thing, and when we hit January 1st, that man, I think we should say 23 years of doing Speed Freaks. Without question. Once you get halfway, you round it up. Lucas Oil has been with us for damn near all of those 22 and a half years. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to find the right products products for your righteous ride. Keep your car fat and happy. Your, your cars, your boat, uh, whatever you got with an engine, man, Lucas Oil has a product to keep your rides fat and happy now as i was saying earlier kelly crandall joining us here in the freak nation with uh, racer and racer.com her first time in the freak nation and it's tough for me to recognize kelly crandall if you're watching this on youtube or facebook live if you're listening to it on one of the many many affiliates sorry about that usually we see kelly crandall with headphones on <laughs> uh crandall I, I, I you look great without headphones on this time Man, yeah. all it takes is headphones, and that's an easy disguise, huh? I didn't yeah. even have to try that hard. Yeah, that as I told you before, that's what keeps me out of trouble. You just put the headphones on, and you tune everybody out. So that's my magic power. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Kelly Crandall, of course, who covers NASCAR, and then Dab some and some other motorsports for Racer, Racer.com, joining us here in the Freak Nation. When you walk by her in the media center, media room, she's got these headphones on. Again, she doesn't want to hear all the bull going on around her, so she keeps her mouth shut. So there's there's a little bit of too well, much information, right? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I'm human. I get sucked into it, too. But I'm learning. Just keep the headphones on at all times, and, yeah, you can avoid all of that. Kelly Crandall is a great follow on Twitter for your NASCAR insight. And looking back at the 2022 season, it's, it seems like we've got more than a handful of highlights, Kelly Crandall. And, and again, it seems like uh, half of those came from Phoenix. But looking what ha- looking at what happened for the 2022 season and all the firsts for NASCAR, what's the one or maybe two things that stand out for you that NASCAR either accomplished or got wrong uh, throughout the season? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, like you said, I, it, it's a long list. I feel like this was a season where the headlines were endless, right? And whether it was talk around the car, whether it was talk around first wins, what the car was doing, injuries, uh, new racetracks, parody, the list goes on and on. So I think what they got right was – Start with the car. I think the car did a tremendous job on intermediate racetracks, which is what they were going for, because there's been so many complaints over the years about mile and a half and dirty air and not a lot of action. So I felt like the car did a really good job on intermediates of uh, spicing it up a little bit. Um, But what they got wrong was they somehow managed to make a car that is... uh, like a sports car, but uh, didn't perform well on sports car type racetrack, which would be road courses. So they got that wrong. Um, You know, if you want to go a little bit deeper, I think what they got wrong was maybe just the communication with its teams. We heard as the season wound down of just drivers being unhappy with what they viewed was the lack of communication. But then you also have Jeff Burton who fired back and said the communication was there. Some drivers didn't pay attention. So, Like I said, the the headlines were endless. I just I think in a broader sense, again, to your question, talking about what they got right. I think overall they got this car right. I really, really do. I think there's a lot good about this race car that maybe got overshadowed because we had the injuries that we had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And again, the, the bad racing on road courses, the bad racing on short tracks. But I think by and large, NASCAR can look at this year and say they got a lot of things right because Again, you had first-time winners. You had a lot more parity in the top 10. You had a lot of different drivers and different teams coming to the top of the leaderboard. So uh, to me, I feel like this car was the highlight for NASCAR. It was the thing that that they got right. You know, Kelly, I think it's interesting how you say the bad racing on road courses. And yeah, I would agree with you on that. But the flip side view of it is that I've never had more non-NASCAR fans talk to me about NASCAR races than they did after Indianapolis or Road America. So in a sense, what's bad for us is good for the non-fan? Well, I think what ended up happening was is that, like a lot of races, is and, and Martinsville too, if you want to talk about short tracks, is we all have very short memories because we watch these races or we cover these races, and the first... 490 miles are terrible, right? And then something happens in that last little bit, whether it's at Road America and it's Tyler Reddick winning his first race or it's Indianapolis and the craziness that happened there with uh, turn one being an absolute 
disaster of a corner for for all of the carnage, right? Or even go to Phoenix, right? And 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 uh, Ross Chastain getting into Chase Elliott or Martinsville, Ross Chastain and his video game move. I think by and large, if you look back at all of those races, there's nothing memorable about those races except for one incident mm. that suddenly everybody remembers and say, remember Indy? Remember Martinsville? And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't because those races sucked. But it was one moment that stands out that gets everybody's attention or it goes viral on social media. And then to your point, you have all of these people, whether it's NASCAR fans or others, that that just see a 10-second highlight and can't believe what happened. So uh listen i think nascar will take it right they'll they'll take any attention no matter how it comes but uh it's that first like i said 400 and <laughs> miles that everybody wants to forget <laughs> so true i know that statman wants to get back to some more nascar and next gen car talk with you but i want to do kind of an overall motorsports question with you who do you think got it right more over this last season did NHRA do more right? Did NASCAR do more right? Did IndyCar do more right? Did sports cars do more? Who do you think had a, an overall most successful season this past year? So to be fair, I mean, that's hard for me to answer because I'm not as, I'm not as well-versed or really, uh, I, don't, I don't really dig into other series as much as I do NASCAR or even NHRA now. I think, I think again, if you were to break it down, NASCAR got it right because their 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 ratings are either staying the same or I think actually they grew uh, the Fox portion. I don't know about NBC, but the Fox portion, their ratings increased, I think, by four percent. Right. And we and we talked about the car. Um, NHRA is doing, I feel like, a fantastic job of capitalizing on whether it's Tony Stewart coming in or um all the work and and everything Toyota has done to put their drivers out there. They've had fantastic championship battles the last couple of years they've been able to capitalize on. So I feel like they're on an upward trajectory. But as far as other motorsports, it wouldn't be fair to me to, for me to say, because like I said, I don't live in that world. I think, you know, listening to a Connor Daly talk about IndyCar, I mean, IndyCar, I feel like has a lot going for them. I feel like they're they're exciting. They've got a lot of great personality. I watch IndyCar races, but to hear someone like a Connor Daly talk about why can't we get ratings, um, that that's confusing to me because I feel like, you know, as I just said, they've got a lot going for them as well. Formula One, I mean, that's just a, above my pay grade. Um <laughs> I mean, I think the Netflix series, as everybody will tell you, has certainly helped uh, when it comes to the U.S. audience and look at everything they're now doing with Coda and Las Vegas and, and Miami. But I don't uh, I don't know if I could really say who's done it the best or, or who had the best year. I think you really, to be fair, have to kind of break it up into their own little their own little sections of what maybe of what they were trying to accomplish or what their fan base is and, and their individual ratings and so on and, and, and see, OK, compare it to themselves from years past. Kelly Crandall is one of the great reads in motorsports, uh, racer, Ma racer magazine, racer.com. You mentioned bad racing. What's bad racing? And can that be solved by making the races shorter? Oh, well, I'm all for shorter races. I think when it comes to NASCAR, there should maybe be, 
uh, only a handful of 500 mile races, right? You look at Daytona 500, that's a staple. The Southern 500, the Coke 600, of course, is 600 miles. So I think you can you can pick out a handful of races that should stay 500 miles. But if it was up to me, I always say, if I'm fantasy booking the NASCAR schedule, I'm chopping it almost in half. I don't think that a lot of these races that have two races should have two races. And I think you cut a uh, hundred or so miles off of a lot of them. So, uh, which is easy for me to say, right. It's easy for me to spend other people's monies and, uh, and take their contracts away. Um, so yes, I would cut the races. I think that would help. Um, bad racing. So that's, that is in the eye of the beholder, right? Everybody has a different opinion of what bad racing is. To me, it has nothing to do with if there's crashes or controversy. To me, bad racing is just watching cars, if we're talking about NASCAR, just literally go in circles and do nothing, right? There's no passing. There's no tire fall off. There's no comers and goers, as we say, of drivers at the front that go to the like. That to me is bad racing. If if I can see that a Denny Hamlin or a Kyle Larson or somebody has a really fast race car and they can't drive through the field, that's a problem. If there's no tire fall off to where you're literally just running as hard as you can until the next pit stop and you're going to throw some more tires on it and do it all again and and nobody has to manage their equipment, that bugs me as well. I think that's terrible racing. So there's a few different variables there, but to me, it all comes down to action. Is there action throughout the field? Again, there doesn't have to be cautions and crashes and um, things like that, but is there passing? Is there repack? Can you repass someone? Um, So that's what I always say is, is there action? Is there things happening throughout the field? It sounds like you and I could have a spectacular conversation about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, the, we here in the Freak Nation, we've had that same conversation over and over and over again. I think that the cars are too easy to drive and that the drivers just put their foot to the floor and steer. Uh, I think if they had to brake and accelerate and change gears uh, and force guys to drive, you could separate from the you know, the guys that are just out there whistling a happy tune and the guys who are uh, trying to get to the finish line first. Uh, That sounds like bad racing to me. Am am I right in uh, listening to what you're saying here? Yeah, I think you have a point there because one of the things I've always said and I've always respected when Carl Edwards is around and and Brad Keselowski is the same way is that these race cars should not be easy to drive. These race cars should be hard. They should be on edge. It should come down to what the driver can do behind the wheel. I don't think next gen is easy to drive. I think uh, my uneducated non-technical self, I think just listening to drivers and teams that obviously shifting came into play this year, uh, which I think took some people by surprise, especially when it, became something that drivers were doing every single weekend. And even on short tracks like Martinsville, right? I mean, go back to the first, the spring Martinsville, that was just absolutely terrible and it had terrible weather and it was a night race and absolutely no tire fall off. And we got to Martinsville and everybody was shifting in practice. And literally within five minutes of that first practice, everybody was going, well, this is different. And from what I understood is when everybody is shifting, you're basically eliminating driver mistakes because you could just 
you know, if you make a mistake in the corner, you just drive a grab a gear and drive off the corner, right? You're not paying for that mistake. The guy behind you can't capitalize on that. So I think shifting came into play this year and that kind of, again, took away some of the driver error. I think also is, listen, there's always going to be dirty air in racing and, and you know, aerodynamics is a word you're always going to hear in racing. Um, I air Dirty air and these cars in dirty air continues to be a problem, right? So that comes into play. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to say that the cars are, are easy to drive because early in the year, you know, we heard a lot of drivers talk about how that they're now kind of on that, that razor, that razor's edge where this car, if it gets away from you, it won't save you in the sense of with the gen six car, they could get loose or they could drive it off the right rear tire, but the car would catch itself before it spun around. Well, with NextGen being a symmetrical body, they can't drive it off the right rear anymore. So you don't have drivers who can go in there and drive it looser and, and hang that right rear out. But that also means that there's no room for error because, again, if, if NextGen, according to the drivers, as soon as you make a mistake and you cross that line, it's spinning out. And I think this year, I don't have the numbers, but I, I would be curious to go and find it to see how many drivers spun out on their own this year just because the car got away or how many drivers got loose and went up and bounced off the wall because they couldn't catch the car. So I think there's a few variables, like I said, of of, of what goes into it. I but I wouldn't, I don't agree that I would say that the, the cars are, are easy to drive. I think that, I think the cars are harder to drive, but then there's other variables that also come into play that kind of eliminate, um, you know, how much the driver can do behind the wheel. Kelly Crandall, <laughs> fantastic to, to get her here in the Freak Nation. Again, a great read at racer, racer.com. Follow her on Twitter to get links to her stories. Happy holidays to you. And again, uh, let's do it again in 2023. All right. Sounds good. Happy holidays. Thank you, Kelly. I've been doing this a long time, more than 23 years in Speed Freaks and more than 50 years in motorsports in general. Lost a lot of people in that time, friends, people I've admired, people I looked up to. But losing Ken Block this week is something that's going to hit me or has hit me a little differently. He checked a lot of boxes to show you how important he was in the world, the World Rally Championship, where he raced a couple of years. They're going to retire his 43 number for this season, for the 2023 season. That's how much people looked up to him. He changed the paradigm in motorsports, and you can't ask for anything different than that when you change the world that you moved in. But Ken was bigger than that. We once had a conversation about family and daughters and so forth. He told me that when he looked in the mirror, he saw more than the businessman. He saw more than the husband and the, he saw all of it. And a lot of people in motorsports can't say that. They're drivers, they're promoters. They don't make room for family. And Ken, that wasn't Ken Block. Ken Block made room for family. And maybe that was his success in the bigger picture. We're gonna miss Ken. I'm gonna miss picking up the phone and calling him and talking to him. I'm gonna miss the fact that he's out there changing the sport that I'm involved in. Miss you, partner. Peace. Speed.
Creeds. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you, you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do. It's outdoor life is what it is. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks. And again, a reminder, Freak Nation, GeneralTire.com, a great website to check out to buy, purchase your tires for this winter season. Or go to SpeedFreaks.tv, hit the General Tire logo and link on our cover page. Bam! It'll take you right to General Tire. General Tire with plenty of winter tires for a plethora of rides. Again, go to GeneralTire.com, GeneralTire.com. Speed Freaks ride on those bad boys for two decades. Uh, Statman, Crasher, yours truly. We we will have a uh, best of, we'll have a pre-tape next week because we're going to be fat and happy from our turkey exhibitions. Mm. What's a what is a what's a turkey tradition for you, Statman? That might be might not be normal for us, or is it just you just gobble up some turkey, watch a football, and pass out? Elastic pants <laughs> bands. Elastic waistband. Waistbands, exactly. That's the tradition. You don't um, you don't attempt Thanksgiving without elastic waistbands. Very true. Do you go through two or maybe three helpings? I go until I'm done. Mm. If you if you plan it right, if you get a big enough plate and you get enough spoonfuls, you could do it on one. Mm. Oh, but why do that? Yeah, and all it's, just, it's the rookies that go back for two or three times. They don't know how to get it done with one trip, because you may go back and see everybody depends on how big the room is. Mm-hmm. The stuff you want may not be there. The second oh, room. Yeah. And Statman, is it is it an insult to you that uh, macaroni and cheese is making its way into the top five? Top five for uh, Thanksgiving dinners? Wow. No, but but mac and cheese. Is uh, you really have to know what you're doing. I mean, some some people like think mac and cheese is that craft stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, come sure. on. you're talking about my daughter. She won't eat mac and cheese that someone spends four hours making. But my gosh, three minutes in the damn microwave, bam, she's all over that craft. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had a nephew that came by. He was a student at Ohio State. 
he came by for Thanksgiving when he was here and he told me what he wanted. I said, I said to myself, well, son, you ain't too old for your wants there. He got what I gave him. He asked for mac and cheese and a mm -hmm. whole bunch of other stuff. I don't remember, but he basically, he got what I gave him and he loved it. Yeah. He didn't get the front door or back door. No, he got the he got the uh, front door when I woke up the next morning, and his clothes were all over the front room. I said, "Oh no, that ain't, that ain't the way this that that ain't the game we're playing here." And Crasher, we got about two minutes here. It was a little disappointing, and tell me if I'm wrong here that uh, green bean casserole was never a staple for you growing up. Oh no, it definitely was. Def. Oh yes, green bean casserole was one of the was it one of the yes one of the. Definitely. No, why would you say that? I just thought there was I a I have not liked it as much recently, but no, without question, it was always one of the side dishes. Why haven't you liked it recently? It's just gotten I'm saltier and fattier. Be, yes, I'm trying to be healthier. That's yeah. why. I guess like is the poor choice of word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just haven't had it as much recently. What was it? Like two years? It was COVID Thanksgiving. We were at my parents in Florida and so much so I had to make a green bean casserole from scratch. It took like four hours. <laughs> Why did you make it from scratch? It just, it was the healthier version. It still kind of tasted the same, but you didn't have those canned fried onions. Yeah, it was, it just took a while. Del Monte green beans and nope, Campbell's nope, these were cream fresh of green onion beans. chicken soup. And nope, not that either. Wow. Nope. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to uh, take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. 
David was in big trouble with the IRS. At first, I didn't owe that much, but after this year, it was out of control. Then David called Get a Tax Lawyer. Right away, they were like, oh yeah, looks like you're qualified to save Get a Tax Lawyer went to work. <laughs> Should have called way sooner. Get a Tax Lawyer has helped thousands like David fight the IRS and get a fresh start. Call 800-745-3070. That's 800-745-3070. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Call 800-631-9123. 800-631-9123. That's 800-631-9123. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. It's an encore for you, Freak Nation, from Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. Jordan Anderson joining us here in the Freak Nation, and in case you missed it, we'll show you the video of his accident during this interview on YouTube and Facebook Live, where you showed me pictures of you just two weeks ago. Looking at you now, it looks like you might have just been out in the Phoenix sun a little too long. Uh, How have you healed that fast from those burns? Yeah, it's... It's something crazy. I've been racing since I was seven. And you ask any racer out there, what's your biggest fear? Typically fire is right there at it. And, you know, us NASCAR guys are a little probably different than the the drag racers. I mean, they're so used to fire and they're around all that stuff. I mean, it's, it's insane. But that was really, I'd blown motors and had some fire and stuff like that. But you look at where I'm at now, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. A lot of answer prayers and had some good doctors at, at UAE and Wake Forest that took care of us, all the NASCAR guys. And, yeah, looking at that before picture from about two weeks ago and, and seeing where I'm at now, it's it's pretty amazing how well everything's healed up. So the body's a great thing, a lot of answer prayers. Uh, and a lot of good hands. My wife was, was you know, stepping foot, taking care of me that whole process. And that was kind of the six-month mark of our marriage. I'm sure that's yeah. not how she had planned to spend that part of it. But uh, the the question that kept popping up was, is he going to look all right for our, our honeymoon this December when we go on it? So I think I'm back where I'm, I'm at least normal looking for the most part. Still got a couple things on my arm and my neck that are healing up. But all things considered, looking back on the video and, and what happened, just grateful to be here and glad everything's healing up. And um, I know that uh, everything, you know, looking back on the crash did its job to, to keep me safe. So just glad to be here today that we can smile and talk about it. Yeah, seriously, looking at your face, there's so much energy in your eyes. I mean, yeah, this is kind of a, a renewed vigor for you. Like, hey, we got this. No problem. But talk about that fire because you had a skirt off of your helmet. Was there something that wasn't quite tucked in right? Or I don't understand how your face got some burns. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of one of the th- crazy things looking back on it is the lap before going down the back stretch. I think I had gotten some in my eye, so I didn't shut my shield all the way. Oh, wow. And the skirt was basically a, a front skirt here. So I think some of it came up on the sides. So, you know, looking at that and, and some of the stuff on my arm, I mean, it just got so hot in there that the suit, nothing burned through it, just that yeah. the radiant heat was just that hot. So a kind of combination between that, you know, the, the shield being up, you know, possibly probably didn't help any of that. So, but that's um, just timing. That's unlucky timing. It is. It is. So 
crazy thing was, you know, it was a you know, oil line so that uh, got hit. They got a hole in it. Basically emptied out the oil tank on the headers. And uh, that's why the fire was just so hot and so big and came inside the, the truck there. But, uh, you know, it was one of those things where as, as a driver, you don't ever think about escape plans. You're just always trying to be aware of your car, your surroundings, what's, what's going on. And as it got hot in there, I was like, you know, I got to get out of here. Anything can't be worse than sitting here inside this truck. And that's when I threw the window net down and I popped out once and I'm like, no, I'm still on the track. So I went back in and then I kind of saw the wall. And I'm like, if I can time it right to hit the wall and be on my way out, at least I won't be going too fast there. So it was pretty surreal. And then looking back, we got the truck back from NASCAR. They took it back to the R&D center and looked over everything. And they, they came to the conclusion, you know, everything was, did its job that it was supposed to. And, um, but looking at the truck and seeing the burns and everything, it's pretty nice from impact here today. Like I'm an impact guy for the rest of my life. Like if there was ever any doubt about it, I will be for the rest of my life now because everything did its job, but just uh, a lot of answer prayers that, you know, a second or two earlier, it could have been a different story of, of what we're talking about here today, but uh, just definitely uh, not the way I want to make the highlight real, but just glad that I can sit here and we can talk about it. <laughs> yes. Jordan Anderson joining us here in the recreation. And in case you missed it, we'll show you the video of his accident during this interview on YouTube and Facebook Live, where during the truck race, Jordan Anderson is in the truck, driving the truck. truck. And one of the things that caught me by surprise was you're trying to get out of this truck as it's still moving. And here comes a wall. Well, he said he purposely did that. I, I know. I understand all that. I understand. When you see that happening, is it like, okay, I, I would rather have my hand or arm smashed by the wall and get a little bit burned or have my freaking body burned and then, then I'll get out once I stop? Yeah. It's uh, – probably a testament to how strong adrenaline is Oof. you know any yes any race or adrenaline it's been in a crash or something that just it just is off the wall even after a race i mean you get out of the car and it, it is yes yes mm. and uh when it first happened i think i was just more mad about it because we qualified good we qualified ninth we were running fourth uh with just a few laps to go in that stage there so we were in route to a top five in that first stage and motor blew and, and or the motor didn't blow i thought it blew and i shut the, the motor off and slowing down and you know, there's 32 trucks behind me when this happened. So that's when I first popped out. I realized it kind of sunk in. I'm like, no, don't, not just yet. And, um, you know, as I'm getting it slowed down, it just, I'm like, it's getting hot and it's getting really hot. And then I saw the fire start to come in and the trucks have a NACA duck on the right side. And we basically had a hose pointed to put fresh air in the truck at me. And so it was basically sucking fire in off the right side, coming out of that hose across me and out the driver's side window. And that's why it was so hot in that across area. Right there. you. Yeah. So it was basically <laughs> sucking in the right side out the left side and it just bring it all right by me. And that's why it got so hot and so intense so quick. So it's, uh, it was crazy. I knew the wall was coming and I just, I wish I could say that I was that athletic, that I planned it all to happen the way it did, but I just knew that I needed to get out of there. And I just counted as God's grace that the timing of everything worked out the way it did. But, you know, the great question that you said, cause it was just one of those things. I've never been in a situation where I've been around fire, had that kind of fire and it just, no, whatever was on the outside of that truck couldn't have been worse than just sitting there inside of it at the time. Do you have conversations like that? Because it brings up something like you try and anticipate all situations. Unlike, you know what, guys, if I'm on fire and there's a wall coming, should I get out before I hit? The, you don't have those kind of conversations, right? No, I can't. I can't say that that was going through my head. It was just, it's kind of the, the fight or flight survival mode yeah. you went into. It just like, I just got to gotta get out of here and, um, you know, take it from, I've been doing this for, I'm 31 now. So I've been racing for, without showing my age too much, 21, 22 years now. And, you know, being around it long enough and been in crashes. I mean, I, 
I think back to, I had a legend car catch on fire when I was like 13 and it was maybe going 20 miles an hour, but I rolled out of it in the infield grass. So, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things that you just, you're around the sport enough and you come into enough things that you just are aware of things. I mean, you think back in these, in these cars that were the trucks that we ran, I had on a cool shirt. So it's plugged in. I had my helmet, it's plugged in. Then I had the, the blower on my helmet. So I had three things that were tethers technically that could have kept me on top of the seatbelt. And, uh, as that thing's heading toward the wall, these these trucks are set up that they're meant to go left, so steering wheel's off, and that's why you watch in the video, it darts to left so quick, because I, I got the steering wheel off, I'm unbuckled, and uh, I'm just, just trying to figure out how to either sit on the side of it or climb on the roof and let it come to a stop, but uh, it, it it happened in such slow motion as it was going on. You watch the video, and it's like going quick, and it's sideways, spinning out, but thinking back on it, it was almost like slow motion. Yeah, we've always heard that. Like you brought up drag racing earlier. We've heard that about guys in their top fuel rails. It's a three and a half second run, but it's all slow motion to them. So yeah, when you're on fire, that is slow motion because yeah. you're like, what can I do to get out of this? Let's talk about your year though. What a year. So your driver, Myatt Snyder, has a fiery crash in Daytona to kick off the year. Then you get married. Then you have a fiery crash. I mean, what else is going to happen this year? Well, you forgot about Martinsville, correct? Oh, and then the oh goodness gracious! Then the fight. I was going to say fight if, with Austin Hill. If, if you call Myers crash fight, Myers was I don't know if that was fiery. I just that was car meet fence and motor end up fifty yards down the track. And I, I go I go back to it's a it's a testament to the safe cars that our guys. Yeah. I mean, you never have crashes. You don't want to be on that side of the highlight reel. But to have one of the biggest crashes in the Xfinity series, one of the craziest things on the truck series happen, and both of us are here today to talk about it is. You know, I, I've definitely given all our guys in the shop a, a pat on the back. They put rate, tough race cars and safe race cars, you know, take that little part out of, out of the equation because I got no doubt in my mind to go back racing again next year. I'm not, not fearful about it. So I'm um, just very proud of our guys that they've built some, some safe race cars this year and all the people that we deal with apply stuff safe. You have no doubt in your mind. I know your wife's been around yeah. racing, but what are the conversations with her? That was uh, – so looking back on that day, it was kind of crazy. She was supposed to be running a marathon that day in North Carolina, and it got ran out. I said, hey, why don't you hop on the race day flight with all the pit crews and come on down here to Talladega? So she was there that day, uh, part of it. My dad was there. And uh, John Bomber and all his guys were at Road Atlanta for the Petit Le Mans. So they actually came on down to the oh, hospital. Everybody was, so everybody was was down there. Her mom and dad were actually at the house when it happened. They hopped on an airplane in Charlotte to come down and meet me in the hospital. So to have everybody there meant meant quite a lot. And, and you know, some of the discussions we had, that was uh, she was like, you know, how do you feel about it all? And I'm like, I, I want to take that truck. It's the front clip's not bent. It needs some body work on it. It melted the bondo off it. So it needs some mud work. But it would be pretty cool to take that truck back to Daytona next year and have a maybe a redemption tour to to come I back get at it. That so idea. I, I think uh, we might might make a go at it. But it's tough, you know. When when I sat at home for three weeks after it, the mind is a crazy thing. You can either go down a path of you know, can't believe this happened. This is terrible. And and I just kind of was like talking with her about. It. I'm like, this is a part of my testimony. I'm still here. I mean, God's not done with me yet. And uh, you know, how do we make something good come out of this? And, and it kind of tried to be that half glass full through that whole scenario. And for, for her and I, she's a counselor. That's her full-time job. And I, oh. I said, so, you know, thinking about this and as tough and as painful as that burn process was, I said, this has kind of put a, you know, lit something in me to go, maybe go to some of these burn hospitals and see some of these kids and stuff that have fought through some of this stuff. Cause it's hard to, you always figure out how can you relate to people that are going through a tough time in life? And I'm like, here I am. I've gone through this. I've lived through this. How can we kind of help live back? And so that's kind of one thing she wants to help me work on next year is, you know, to kind of be able to give back a little bit through some of this stuff. So it's trying to, 
keep a positive attitude through all this stuff and find some good in it. And I think the biggest thing for me, I was so humble because you work so hard your whole life. You want to be respected by people. You want people to like what you're doing. And the amount of people that reached out and, you know, either a text or a phone call or came by the house through all this stuff, I was humbling is, is probably one of the words that comes to mind because there are people that in the garage that I didn't think like me that were sending me a text message like, Hey man, hope you're getting better for anything I, I can do for you. So I think it speaks volumes about the NASCAR community, how tight we are. And we may, uh, you know, go nose to tail and race each other as hard as we can every week, but in the day you don't ever want to see anybody go through a tough time. So that was, that was pretty cool and pretty humbling to see how many people reached out and, you know, just reached out to see if there's anything they could, they could do to help. So that was pretty cool. Do you have a charity right now? I don't. There you go. Burn victims. You just never know. His race team. Burn victims. <laughs> He's Well, okay, there is that. <laughs> oh, that charity. I tell you, it has been a good year. I mean, you look back at where we were in February last year. We oh, were down yeah. there. We had just finished second in the truck race. I feel up for qualifying in the Xfinity car. Qualifying gets rained out. Our Xfinity team sidelined the first 10 races. We went through all we went through last year. This really will be our first so tomorrow's race here. It seems to be our first full season of our team racing in Xfinity. Um, we're going to finish top 20 points with Maya. It's been an incredible growing season. And, you know, being here talking to you guys with Lucas, how I do this week. I mean, this journey started 2014, 2015, and all the people that have believed in me and growing this team and all that we've done. I mean, I remember coming out here in a dually after driving all the way from North Carolina. And, uh, you know, so to be able to be out here and have our team grow the way it has and be racing on a series like the Xfinity Series at this level is is pretty crazy to see how far we've come and what for the next four or five years might have in store for us. Yes. You know? yes. So this is happening next year, Xfinity Series for you and a, and a few tuck, tuck, truck races. Is that is that the deal? That's the goal. We're still working through all our, you know, it's it's silly season right now, working through all the things on the oh, driver yes. side and sponsorship side. So hopefully in the next two weeks we'll have all that dialed in. But, uh, you know, my main focus, I want to keep the team growing, but not not done with the uh, the racing yet, whether it's uh, in a, <laughs> another Xfinity car or a truck. I still make sure I keep my helmet dusted off. That's, oh, the, way, that's the way I look at it. Another Xfinity yeah. car. Yep. You never know. You never know. We're working on it. Hmm. Oh, hell, I was, we were walking through the garage and I said, you want to run the big boy someday. What did you say? Yeah, it's that's a goal of ours one day. One day. Really? You know, it's it's you look at the next gen car and that model that they've come out with and you know, I think with uh, my partner on the team on his development there at, at Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis, how cool would it be to maybe have a cup car there at one point some way down the road. So, you know, you just never know. I mean it's uh it's crazy the growth that we've had and we've been able to accomplish, but that one it would be pretty awesome to, to be out with those guys out there. Right. And actually it was AJ Almodinger that said, No, I'm loving Xfinity, this is my home. What to do next year? Going for punishment. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, racing's racing. It is. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I, from my owner standpoint, pull the driver out of it, just put my own hat on. I feel like motorsport across the whole gamut in the United States is just on a huge upswing right now. And, and for whatever reason, whether it was you know, racing was one of the, first, the whole COVID deal happened, right. and I feel like between NASCAR, IndyCar, and NHRA, I mean, all these series and sanctioned bodies are doing a great job, and like the they're seeing the fan experience people are wanting to get back at the racetrack so i'm i'm very you know bearish about you know very bullish i say about you know the future of our sport and where where the direction is going and it's just so cool to see more people it's cool to see packed grandstands it's cool to see fans back here in the garage area so all our partners and sponsors are feeling happy about the direction that sports headed in so i feel like we're just trying to position ourselves in a, in a good place just to keep growing every year <laughs> buddy thanks for doing this yep thank you guys i appreciate it Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
All right, Freak Nation, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. You missed any of the show, go to speedfreaks.tv. That's the website, Freak Nation. A crap ton of video, audio for you to watch, to listen to. You missed any show, any part of this show, any shows of the last decade? <laughs> we'll have it up there for you. Go to speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, on Twitter. How much is a crap ton? Very good question. Uh, what side of the Mississippi are you on, Stat? I'm on the uh, south side of Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're, you're in the bay. Uh-huh. Bay, yeah, right. All right, you're a uh, you're a big fin Cadillac. That's a big fin Cadillac. That's a crap ton. All right. All right. Uh, crap ton west of the Mississippi. That's a that's a uh, uh, 2005 Prius. All right. Oh, <laughs> didn't expect that. I didn't either crash. I expected him to go to Skyline or Corvette mid engine or something. Oh, the fact that Skyline came out of your mouth. That is awesome. Hey, we had one on Wilshire Boulevard at midnight one night. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> We've had a lot of things on Wilshire Boulevard coming out of that studio. <laughs> oh, we had to be quarantined a few times coming out of that studio. All right, Freak Nation. Right. Uh, thank you guys for being a part of this. Have a very, very happy Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to you again coming up, wow, in December with a live show. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Yep. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.